to the intentional bride, a space created to nurture your heart in God's love. Let's get intentional. Hey and welcome to another episode of the Intentional Bride. If you are new here, I invite you to subscribe on Podbean so that you always get notifications when a new episode is up. As well as you could follow on at Intentional Bride on Instagram. I absolutely, absolutely love what I do and I love that I get to serve Jesus through this platform. The Intentional Bride is a space where you can find freedom, love and empowerment in your Jesus. Where you get to know how to interact with him intentionally, one-on-one and the benefits that come with that. My guest today is RJ Jackson. RJ Jackson is more than an international leader, a speaker, and personal growth life coach who's traveled the world for over 20 years, inspiring others to fulfill their life's purpose. Also known as the courage giver, she has proven herself as a writer, hitting the bestsellers list four times out of seven books, penning books such as Conversations on Courage, Take Heart, and a reposition journey I'm still standing, her life story of overcoming adversity. She has conducted over 10,000 workshops, training sessions, keynote addresses around the globe, including several countries, but I'm just going to highlight Kenya. What got me about uh, RJ is her boldness and her unapologetic ways as to who she is. And the fact that she anchors that on Jesus and she anchors it on what he says about her. That says a lot. And for anybody out there who feels like I'm not too sure that anything that is in the Bible about me is truth, listen to RJ and listen to her testimony. This woman is anointed, anointed of God, anointed in love and anointed to do his work. So as she speaks her word, may it be a double-edged sword in your life and may it penetrate every single fear, every single disappointment, every single thing that holds you back from living your true, free, and empowered life. Without further ado, let's dive in. Awesome. Would you like to say a prayer before we start? Oh, I would love to. Thank you for that. Go ahead. All right. Father, we bless you today for great is thy faithfulness. Thank you, Lord, for this opportunity to come before you and bow down low and lift you up high. You said, if I be lifted up, I would draw all men and women unto me. And so, Father, it is a pleasure to bow down low and lift you up today so that women can come to know you. Men can come to know you. Children, boys and girls can come to know you. So bless our time together. Let it be fruitful and multiply. Let the words of our mouth and the meditation of our heart be accepted in thy sight. God, you are our strength and our redeemer. We pray for our families and our our communities that you would bless them and enrich them in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you so much for that. Welcome to my podcast. Um, would you tell me one interesting thing about yourself? Only one? Oh my gosh. Okay, <laughs> let me start. <laughs> let me start with this interesting thing that I'm actually in Africa right now, thanks to oh. Zoom. I'm like all over the world because Mm. of this opportunity to be here with you and those of you who are listening. And I just first want to say 
thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you for trusting me to share my story for God's glory, to remind people that they don't have to live where they're dying and they don't have to die where they're living. One interesting thing about me. All right, I'm going to make it foo-foo fun, what I call it. I had the pleasure of flying in a helicopter to fight, to help fight crime. And I got to do that as a volunteer for my local police officer. We have uh, sheriffs that fly in the helicopter here in the California area. And I got to fly with them and literally fight crime from the sky and Mm -hmm. wear their $10,000 glasses because they have these infomercial glasses that you can see tiny ants on the ground. And I got to put those on. And I found that very interesting. Like not too many people get to do that. Yeah, that is so cool. That's awesome. So you call yourself the courage giver. And that's one of the things that stood out for me when I was um, considering you for the show. Why courage? And how does that tie in with God's love for you? Hmm. Thank you for that. It's a beautiful question. One that I often get asked, like, where did you get that from the courage giver? And Mm -hmm. I have to tell you the truth. God called me that because Mm -hmm. I sought his face. And I'm like, what do you want me to do? And I wrestled one night, like Jacob wrestled. I wrestled with God. Like, I know you called me. What is it? What is it? And the next day I went to church and we had a guest speaker and he talked about Barnabas and being courageous. And Barnabas was a courage giver. He gave courage. And I was like, I just heard the Lord speak to my heart. Like, that's what I want you to do, RJ. Remind people that I've called them to be bold and courageous. Remind people I've I've shared with them, do not fear, but take heart, which means to have courage, which means to trust God in spite of what it looks like, what you're going through, what Mm -hmm. it may seem is going to end up as. Take heart, have courage, don't be afraid. And that's the message that God has given me to share with people to remind them it's going to be scary. Mm. You're going to be scared, but Mm. take heart. Take heart, be courageous. Could you tell me more in terms of your personal story, how this has come through for you and how you've carried this as a mantra for yourself? Okay. Let me tell you about the scary little girl I was. Mm -hmm. I would not go anywhere anywhere without my daddy. I remember my mom signing me up for camp and I was like, well, is my dad going? And she's like, no, but you are. I was like, okay. So of course I went, I was still a little scary girl, but courage is being afraid and going anyhow. As I grew older, became a teenager, I still needed and felt I'm needed and wanted someone to go with me, but there were times I had to go alone. God was building up my courage. As an adult, I left my family, which we were close-knit family, to start my own family from one coast to the other. That was scary, Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. I took the step. I stepped Mm -hmm. out on faith and I used my courage and I went anyway. Courage is being afraid but going anyhow. 
Wow. It's dependent on God, not ourselves. And so every step I take when I'm awake requires courage. I don't mm-hmm. care how easy I make it look, how good I make it sound. Girl, don't you think for one second that I got, got it all together because I'm a hot mess, but my God <laughs> is a hot bless. And he wow. blesses me to put yeah. one foot in front of the other. Yeah. And that takes courage. Mm. That's amazing. Thank you for that. And I read your story somewhere, so I don't want to say it in my own words. I'd like for you to share, if you want, as how you have seen God come through for you, because a lot of people need encouragement. And I know a lot of people are going through so much and just feel like there's simply no way out of whatever situation they're in. So if you don't mind sharing your story and how God has seen you through that. And despite that, you've come out and you said, you know what? I'm the courage giver. I give and encourage you to be bold and walk into whatever God has called you to be. Well, thank you for asking. I'm here to share my story for God's glory. I'm not sure which story, which chapter of my story, should I say, you actually read because Mm -hmm. I have many that I share. (laughs) But the one that is the the latest story that many people know me by currently is Mm. the story of me driving, going to help someone that I cared for because I believe we're called to be helpers of one another. And as we were driving, talking about our goals, our dreams, what we felt God was going to do coming up soon, what our heart's desires were, Mm -hmm. our life was suddenly not only interrupted, but forever changed because the person in the truck behind us did not realize the traffic had come to a complete stop. And at 70 miles per hour, his front bumper introduced itself to my steering wheel, trapping my passengers in the car having to have the officers use the jaws of life to free them from the back and eventually rushing us all to trauma hospital where I personally suffered a brain injury. Mm. I was unable to walk in a wheelchair for about two and a half years. In the beginning of my recovery, unable to talk, had to write notes to people to tell them what I wanted and needed. But God... But God in his grace and his mercy, number one, Mm. he saved my life. Number two, if you could see me now, you would see me up on my feet. I do have a little buddy that I walk with. You call him Cain. I call him Abel because he's able to help me get around (laughs) where I need to go. But I keep reminding him, dude, we are going to break up really soon. So don't Mm. get used to being by my side. Okay. Um, But... I'm so grateful because the recovery was not easy. I had to learn how to process again. I had to learn how to stay on my feet again. I had to learn words again that I knew but Mm. forgot. And so I'm still recovering. So I'm I'm so grateful for God's grace. Uh, Many people, they look at me and they go, you don't look like what you've been through. And I know. I say, I know, I look like my daddy, right? Like, he looks so good. (laughs) (laughs) So I just want to stop and pause and encourage those of you who are listening Mm. 
to remind you that no matter what you're going through, you're not where you're supposed to be yet. You will get through. Stay encouraged. Don't compare yourself to my story. Take your own story and use it for God's glory and see what he's doing in the midst of where you are. You'll get to where he's already predestined for you to be if you just keep going. That's amazing. That is such a powerful story. Two and a half years of healing. That is, you know, honestly, I don't know how you do it, but I know how you do it. Honestly, I know that your source is from God, but how you stay focused and joyful and happy, that's so amazing. And so the listener, it doesn't matter what you go through. As long as God is the center of everything, everything will be okay. And use your story for his glory. I also read another part of your story that you were diagnosed with lupus and you overcome you've gone to a journey as well with that would you like to share on that or yeah sure because it's all for god's glory let me just go back two and a half years in a wheelchair four Mm -hmm. and a half years of recovery Uh, just last month i finally was released from physical therapy after Mm -hmm. four and a half years but god i just want to say that Mm -hmm. and to to your comment about you know, how do you find joy in the midst of it? You don't find joy. You have to have joy. And weeping may endure for a night, but joy is always there in the morning. And morning is whenever you decide it's going to be. It's not according to the clock. It's according Mm -hmm. to your heart and your faith. And let me tell you, I cried many a days. So please don't get that twisted. Mm -hmm. But the tears did not define me. They helped heal me. And that's what made the difference. What defined me is what God said about me. So even in the midst of my tears, I had to remind myself, but what did God say? And if you don't know what he said, get your Bible. Go over to Mm -hmm. Psalms where he tells you you're the apple of his eye. Go over to Thessalonians, where he tells you you're the daughter of the day. Go throughout his word where he tells you you're the head and not the tail. You're the lender and not the borrower. You're more than a conqueror. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. Mm -hmm. And I'm not preaching. I'm telling you how I got through. I had to remember who I was and whose I was. And that was not easy because when I had a dealing with the brain injury, I couldn't remember who I was. And I tell you, I cried. It wasn't until I remembered who I was and whose I was that I overcame. So you can journey from Mm -hmm. overwhelmed to overjoyed. And I'd love to help you do that. Let me take you to the next part of the story that you asked about. And thank you for asking. Mm-hmm. I was diagnosed with lupus, went through the symptoms, everything, had a biopsy. Uh, right before I went to have the biopsy, I went and did what the word tells me to do from my understanding. Any sick among you go to the elders of the church and let them pray for you. And I went for prayer and I agreed with the prayer. The lupus had to go because I didn't have time for that. And I wanted people to see that even though it was there, some people say, don't claim that. And if I don't claim that, how do I claim that God is a healer? So I I just said, Lupus, you got to go. And I had people agree with me on that, went and had the biopsy. 
they couldn't find anything. Now, let me tell you, I still had symptoms, but I believed for my complete healing. Mm. Lupus. Amazing. That is amazing. <laughs> I'm sorry, I paused because I was like, my mind was absolutely blown. The lupus was gone. By faith. Wow. I don't care if they still find it. I ain't got it. They find it something that I don't know what they find it. I don't have it. Okay. And I haven't had experience of symptoms either. Yes, yes, yes. So your thing is stand on the word that is truth. It's it's life and it's done. It's not even preaching. It's fact. It's in it's, the word. It it's, yes, girl. No, yes. It's okay. promised. Yeah. So amazing. Oh, my goodness. I didn't even know that. That is so amazing. So if you could choose an attribute of God's love, seeing how he has seen you through some things from 1 Corinthians 13, what would it be? Love does not give up. Let's just wow. go to the end of it. <laughs> I see you, yeah. Because the end doesn't is, give up. Yeah. Yes, the, the end is established before the beginning. And that's what we need to know when we're going through our circumstances. Mm. Where we are is not the end. The end says we win. And so love doesn't give up. If you love God, don't give up. Don't give up on God. Don't give up on other people. Don't give up on yourself. Love does not quit. It does not give up. It's long suffering. Go Mm. through it. You'll get there. Could you repeat what you said about the end? Something about the end before the beginning. I didn't catch that. Girl. <laughs> um, well, let's see what yeah. God wants to do with that because I just yeah. speak as it comes to me. I know. Yes, that was so and deep. I want more of that. Um, yeah, like everybody's going to have to listen to the recording more than once, I think, if you really yes. want to get it. Because it's when, yes. when God anoints you to say something, sometimes mm. it's like, what did I say? Um, I said, love doesn't give up the end. Go to the end because love doesn't quit. It doesn't fail. It doesn't give up. And we shouldn't give up because it's in the end where we win. So go through, get to the end. You've already won. You said something like that and you are basically like the end is already predetermined. So just go through it anyway and love will not give up on you and it will carry you through. At least that's what I, I received when you said Amen. that. That's, that that's was good right there. <laughs> what you received. So, you know, no matter what you're going through, it doesn't matter. The end is already, you know, it's said, it's said and done. Did I Absolutely. receive that correctly? Yes. You did yes. because you said it as a rhema word for you, how it resonated mm-hmm. with you. And that's mm-hmm. where it's given life. It's not about what I say. It's about yeah. what you receive and what you believe and mm-hmm. how you apply that to your circumstance and your situation. So mm-hmm. however you interpret it, what I said, if it gives life, then go for it. But if it gives destruction, then come back and have a conversation with me or the person, mm-hmm. your husband or your children, because nine mm-hmm. times out of 10, they didn't mean what you thought they meant. So get mm-hmm. an understanding in all by getting, get an understanding. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that is true. And I like what you said. That you, um, I know I'm going to listen to this more than once. So there's so many revelations that have been, you know, poured into these few minutes. And I know I'm going to have to go back and meditate and just say, God, speak to me. This was, this was intense. I want to know more. 
helped me understand that. And that's very important, even in your walk as a Christian, to just, when the Holy Spirit speaks or pours into your life, to just take a minute, take it all in and ask, how does that apply for me? And how do I progress in that for myself? So that's so important. Is there anything yes. in your heart? Is there anything in your heart for the people listening that you would like to say that you feel is a heavy word, just open-ended that you would like to, to say? I just want to remind people that God is not, wait, hold on, come closer so you can hear me because mm-hmm. I want you to hear this. God is not mad at you. Yeah. It doesn't matter what you've done, how you've messed up, what you forgot to do, when you said no, he's not mad at you. He is write this down. He is madly in love with you. And he loves you to the end. Don't you ever forget that. You are not what you're going through. You are not what you have done. You are not your past. You are the child of the most high God. And he is madly in love with you. Embrace that live in that that's amazing thank you for sharing rj and to the listener uh when i when i was looking for a guest to bring on this show god led me to you and i remember you know i saw your 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 courage given us like there's something about her and i reached out and you said yes and as i was researching now later after the fact after you said yes one of the things I, I found was that you had been instrumental in fundraising for an ambulance here in Kenya. I don't know if you know that I'm from Kenya. So I was like, okay, God, okay. Okay, this is so strange, but I really like that you drew me in. And just after the interview, there's so much for me I've learned and I have to take back into my quiet time and really unpack a lot of the things that you have said. So thank you so much for sharing your wisdom and even taking the time to, to you know, fundraise for my people. Oh my gosh, wait, you're from Eldoret? No, I'm not from Eldoret, I'm from Nairobi. Oh. I was so excited. I was like, oh my goodness, what a coincidence. God is a God of order. Because he drew me to it and he's like, make sure you get an interview with her, whatever it takes. And so that's why I went through the emotions. And here we are. And here we are. And you are correct. I we did a fundraiser. I was we actually have been to Nairobi as well. Um, Yeah. Been to the the Kibera slums, served there as well. We were at a clinic and they were sharing a story, story of how the women were in labor and sometimes they had complications and they could not get them to the local hospital um, primarily because the weather was bad a lot and we had already experienced that the rains and the the mud and how the, the cars couldn't get through the flooding and they shared that sometimes not only did the baby die but the mother died mm. and I said what? Because you don't have a vehicle? And they said, yeah. I'm like, oh no, 
Not on my watch. A vehicle? That's what you need? Oh, heck to the no. Not on my watch, right? We pushing hell back on that one. And I said to the people I was with, I, I asked the lady, I said, well, how much will it cost? And she told me the thousands of dollars that it would cost. And I looked at each one of us and I counted and I said, um, we got like 9000 right here. Everybody could find $1,000 to donate. And I asked them and they were like, yeah, okay, that's really good. But it wasn't impressed upon their heart the way it was impressed upon my heart. So when we came back to the States, they were like, yeah, RJ, you know, I'm like, oh, heck no, I'm serious. Like, no, there's no need for that. So I de- dedicated every birthday, every Christmas. I said for the next three years, don't nobody buy me nothing. Give me the money because I'm going to put it aside. And I did fundraisers and I dedicated three years, but in one year with everybody supporting the vision that God had given me, we raised enough money to purchase that ambulance. And right after we had raised the money, a school called me and said, oh my gosh, I heard what you were doing. How can we help? Our PTA wants to help. And I said, Mm -hmm. oh, we just raised all the money, but they need to trans." what's it called? They need to transform, like make it from a a four-wheeler to the ambulance, like Mm -hmm. convert it. That's the word. Mm -hmm. They need to convert it. So can you raise the money for that? And they said, we would love to. And they did. And we were able to send them all the money to purchase that ambulance to save those babies and save those mommies. So yeah. That's a really good story. Do you ever follow up with them? that it actually yes. got to the use that it was intended for? Not only did it get to the use, they actually built a new clinic. Wow. Uh, they come here to the States uh, once a year and we have a gathering and meet with them. I have not been able to go since my accident, but they do come to the States and we still send teams out there to serve them through our church. Well, that is so good that is amazing god bless you guys that's really a noble cause and i'm so glad that it went into good use you know something that's tangible for them that they can every day remember that god came through for their clinic and he's doing things for them so i'm glad that you know it all it's all about obedience and that you follow the leading that you should do something about it so yeah. that's really good yeah Thank you so much, I also want to invite people to connect with me and follow me through the internet. They can do so on my website, thecouragegiver.com or through Instagram, thecouragegiver.com, anywhere pretty much on social media, as well as Clubhouse. On Clubhouse, I'm on RJ Jackson, and I'd love to connect and help them journey from being overwhelmed to overjoyed because the joy of the Lord is our strength. Thank you for listening and I hope you and you were encouraged by her story and by her testimony. I want to challenge you to at least write down one thing that you know that had it not been for God, you absolutely would not have overcome that situation. Just one thing, write it down and give thanks to God for he saw you through that thing, whether big, whether small, just write it down and say thank you God for this far you have brought me and hold on to that that thing that he has done as a reminder that even if it gets tough even if it gets hard god is by your side
So let that be a reminder that if he did it before, he can do it again. He's the same God back then and he's the same God right now. Thank you for tuning in and I hope you can make this space a home for your heart.